2: Violet Hour presents...
3: Between the Devil Episode 1 Invenire De Ipsum Inter Astra
1: The sea is vast and desolate and unforgiving. A world of raw beauty and sudden catastrophic violence. Men who call the ocean their home, aboard ships of wood and sail, take their lives not into their own hands, but instead as an offering, given up with no hard promise of favorable result to the altar of the unknown. And yet, there are those, too, who believe themselves to be master over the sea. These men, who seek to bend its will to their own devices, are as ticks on an elephant's back. Small, meagre, parasitic. And it is these men who come to learn of the true nature of the sea. For the sea is vast, yes stretched taut from horizon to horizon, but it is also deep, and it is also hungry. Even humility in the face of such power is no guarantee of safety, and a man who takes to the sea lightly is sure to meet an end other than that which he expects. Even if he reaches his destination, he may find himself changed in ways he cannot fathom changed into something he cannot begin to understand.
4: You're not saying anything. Rosalind?
5: I wasn't aware that my words were of any consequence.
4: Rosa, we discussed this.
5: Yes. But a discussion is not the same as a decision. No,
4: it isn't, I'll grant you that. But Ruben found the ship at a price we are not likely to see again. <laughs> and a decision had to be made. But the spice trade. With a ship and the crew to sail it, even a fool can make a fortune in such an enterprise. Oh. And the ship, Rosa. Oh, what a ship. Truly a thing of beauty. You have set neither eye nor foot upon that ship, Francisco. N- no, but... Reuben described it so vividly in his letter that I, I feel as though I have.
5: Oh, the same way he so vividly described the wonders of goat hair, yeah. Or how he wrote so beautifully on the manure train, the- And help me remember, <sighs> what was that exquisite turn of phrase that he used to tempt you into rat-catching?
4: This time is different.
5: But different in the worst ways, Cisco. How
4: can that possibly be? It
5: is not cowardice to embrace prudence when you have responsibilities.
4: Those responsibilities are precisely why I must do this. If, when this succeeds, We will have a real chance at a happy life.
5: We have a happy life. If you would just be willing to speak with your brother, reach out to him...
4: No, that I will not do.
5: But surely all wounds must be allowed I said no. Your father would not want... Rosalind! Francisco! (gasps) Bless you. That came from the seat.
4: Well, then you are excused.
5: No. Under the seat. In the storage compartment.
4: Sammy?
0: Are we there yet? To the harbor?
4: Sammy?
5: Get out of there! Can I see the sheep? Oh, that dress. Your good yellow dress. Wrinkled and dirty. <gasps> and burned. And itchy. Where did you get such a mischievous notion as this? Are we there? Papa? Can I see the <laughs> sheep? Good lord, the tree and his apple. Sammy, this is simply unacceptable. And, them.
4: <laughs> and where are your brothers? On top of the carriage, no doubt?
5: Oh, no, no, no. Hector is too afraid of heights for that.
0: He gets dizzy when he raises an eyebrow. And these bumps would make the girls sick for sure. From the tequila he snuck last night.
4: Tequila? What tequila? Not my bottle in the... In
0: the piano? Yep. He was green and gurgling like a fish this morning. Oh,
4: that boy.
5: Oh, your poor brothers. They'll be out of their minds with worry.
4: Worry? <laughs> Jealousy, more like.
5: I left a note, Mama. On the... <gasps> Is that the
0: ship?
4: Ah, we're here. Uh, uh, no, not that one. That one is much bigger than ours. What
0: about that one?
4: No, no, not, not that one.
0: Ooh, it's that one, isn't it, Papa? No,
4: again, that is a much larger vessel. Oh, it must
0: be that one, isn't it, uh, Papa? Uh, no.
4: Or that one? No, Sammy, just wait. I'll tell you when... Ah! <gasps> There, it is. I know it from Ruben's letter. Coachman!
0: That
5: one.
4: Now, now. Reserve your judgment until you see it up close.
5: Yeah, Mama. Wait till we get out. Let's get... We? Uh, No. No, 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 no. Sammy, you're not going anywhere. What? Why? Mama! Samara! Papa! Rosa! Francisco!
4: Wait in the carriage. (sighs) Your hand, Rosa. Thank you.
5: Bye, Han.
4: Well, there it is. So, what do you think?
5: Why don't we let your friend here tell us what to think?
6: Franny! Ruben! Come here, you old bastard. (laughs) So good to see you. Well, there she sits, Franny. I told you she was beautiful, did I not? Commanding, yet sleek. When we return, we will be hailed as kings, Franny. You and me. Me deep in treasure and spices and... What? Oh, oh, Rosa. Ruben. (laughs) So good to see you as well. (laughs) I told Francisco, you would see Rison. uh, What I
5: do see uh, is an eyesore. Yes, she really stands out in a crowd, doesn't she? A round-down crate. (laughs) Well used. Tutter sails. Well ventilated. About home. More cargo space. And the most hideous figurehead I've ever seen. Y-
4: yes, Ruben, what is that? Your letter said nothing of a, uh, An octopus. 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 An octopus?
5: Yes. With a great red eye.
6: A ruby, yes. I don't know how the men I bought her from overlooked it, but maybe we'll add it to the trade when we make it to the Indies to sweeten the pot.
4: It's quite distinctive, that's for certain.
6: Soon to be known far and wide. Her name will be on the lips of every seller and merchant across the globe. And what a name. What a name, eh? Huh? 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 Ruben. What?
4: You didn't tell
5: her? Tell me what?
4: Well, I hadn't found the right time. To... Rosalind!
5: <laughs> I know you would appreciate
6: that. This way you'll be there with us for the entire voyage giving us strength and support,
5: Now, correct me if I'm speaking out of turn, but is it not considered bad luck to rename a ship?
4: I... I...
6: I don't know. Is it?
4: I can't say I've ever heard.
6: The ship had no name when I bought her, so we had to come up with something, didn't we? The man had no idea what she'd been called or where she came from. He seems to know very little about her, to be truthful. In fact, maybe that's why. Maybe
4: we should take a tour. I'm sure the ship, like its lovely and gracious namesake, is even more beautiful on the inside. We could bring Sammy. <gasps> Sammy is here. No, I don't want her on that. Where is that little devil? Yeah,
6: in the carriage. You do have been holding out on me.
5: Sammy. Francisco? I don't want her on that ship. What are you thinking? I just thought
6: maybe she would like...
5: What? Sammy... Drod that sleeper, little girl. Sammy!
1: Like the movement of the tides, slow, quiet and imperceptible, Sammy had slipped from the carriage and made her way cautiously aboard her father's ship. The creaking timbers and gentle rocking motion of the old vessel made Sammy feel as though she had fallen headfirst into the pages of one of her parted stories, read in the dark of her bedroom long after she was meant to be asleep. She looked about her at the web of rigging strung between towering masts overhead, the massive wheel at the aft of the ship, and the backside of the octopus figurehead she had seen from the docks. Sammy pulled her eyes from these tantalizing sights and stepped below decks, graciously accepting the invitation of the open deck hatch. Below, where the sun only dimly reached, Sammy saw the ship from the inside, wooden ribs bracing the sides of a gigantic space filled with boxes and barrels the potential contents of which set her mind racing through its vast catalogue of tales of high seas adventure.
0: Whoa! (laughs) It's just like the stories. Salt air, crashing waves, a cannon! And rusted near to Big Spider! I thought I said I wanted this lead choker polished. It's filthy. You there, Harges! Yes, you, Harges, step forward. I want to see my face in the brass, or by my hand you'll be strung up to the mizzenmast. Do I make myself clear? Do I? Good. Harges. one of these days. Oh, The treasure. What? Stand back, you luck-witted mullers! The chest be mine! My ship, my map, my... treasure! Your cut? Aye, and I'll have more than one cut for you if you don't make fast your tongues and hasty your retreat! Lively now! This is it. Why, I set sail all those years ago. The treasure of Francisco de la Rosa. How much blood was spewed? How many men sent down to the depths? And now it is mine! So close I can almost taste the. Bananas. Fooey! Bananas. Whoa! Never mind the treasure. Back! You'd still be rotting in a Spanish prison cell were it not for me. The whole lot of you. back, I said, or I'll see the color of your insides, I will. One more step, Arches, and I'll... What? Who's there? Who is that? Where are you? Are you...
1: in here?
0: We have a sword. I mean it. Who's there? Three. Two. Three, two, one. You oh.
7: what are you doing down here? Speak!
0: I was. I
7: I I, I Fancy yourself a pirate, do you girly? A parrot more like stuttering as you do. What's that you got there, girlie? A sword, is it? Well, well, well. Board without leave and bearing steel. Oh. Pirate it is, then. You know what we do with pirates on a ship like this, girlie? We, Gibson! Captain!
8: Jeez, you
7: cutlass! Captain, I only meant to frighten you. I
8: said! That thing away.
7: Yes, Captain.
8: Throwing your weapon on a little girl. Oh, I only meant to fry. Yes, well, I should say you've done a fine job of that, Gibbs, and then some. There, there, you there, there. You're all right.
0: I just wanted to see the ship.
8: Well, you've seen it. She floats. If only just. I. Yes.
0: Well, what's behind that door? What? The locked one.
8: Oh, oh, oh! You mean that door? I hadn't realized it was locked, but in my experience, some doors are locked for a very good reason.
0: Like what?
8: Well, uh, let me think. Maybe a lost key. Could we find the key? Hmm. I feel it's time for you to return to dry land, young lady. Wouldn't you agree? But... Come along now. Give me hand.
0: But, Samara... Sammy, are you alright? Of course, Mama. What
8: was that screaming? That
0: man tried to kill me with his sword.
7: What? Who? Him. Whoa!
5: It was amazing. Sammy.
7: Oh, I only meant to. Edge, Captain. Edge.
8: Captain on Edge.
5: You are the captain, then.
8: I am indeed, ma'am. Captain Martin Eckert of Her Majesty's Navy, retired. At your service, ma'am.
5: Well, Captain, where were you when this man was attempting to disembowel my daughter? Oh, never. Gibbs?
8: In my quarters, ma'am. I I was napping.
5: Ah, yes, of course, napping. If I'm not mistaken, a single mild nap? Uh, Rosalind, I think we should... I couldn't agree more. Sammy,
8: come. But Mama! I fear I've made a rather bad impression on you, ma'am. I I I can only apologize and and extend an invitation to join us tonight at the Winding Vine, where where perhaps we might make a second attempt at acquaintance making.
5: The Winding Vine?
4: Uh, The pub by the docks, Rosa.
5: (laughs) above. Where else? Ah,
4: yes, Rosa. The finest fish fry in the city. There is to be a celebratory dinner before we set sail tomorrow morning.
5: While I shall attempt to appreciate the invitation, I must take my daughter home before she's either stabbed, drowned, or fired from a cannon. Ooh, can we? Samara!
3: You'll be
4: there, won't you, Oh, well, I should think... Francisco. ...not. You enjoy yourself, Ruben. I'll see you in the morning.
6: Oh, nonsense, Franny. I won't hear of it. We cannot part in this manner on the eve of such an auspicious occasion. I'll walk into your carriage.
4: Right. Captain, until tomorrow.
7: Master Francisco? Captain Archie
4: I don't think I've ever seen a little girl so utterly exhausted. (laughs) Eyes closed the moment her head hit the pillow. Amazing how much a little skullduggery will take out of you. Another log on the fire? It's a bit drafty yet. (sighs) That's the ticket. Now, what was I...
5: Are you looking for this? (laughs) You're going. I understand that. But you cannot deny me the peace of mind that you go into this, at least understanding the risk.
4: Of course there is risk, of course. Every great venture in history has had a certain amount of risk, from the founding of the Roman Empire to Hannibal crossing the... Please,
5: Francisco... I never intend to harp on about these things to spoil your fun or chasten your ambition, never that. I am your wife, yes, and dutiful to what that entails. But I am also a mother and dutiful to what is entailed in that, weighing pragmatism against potentialities, the stability and the unpredictable. The interest of this family is always first and foremost in my mind, And I would wish it to be no other way.
4: I know that, Rosalind. And the same is true for me.
5: I know. In your way, I know that's true. But Francisco, you must come home to us.
4: (laughs) Rosa, what a thing to say. Francisco. I will.
5: Whatever it takes.
4: Whatever it takes. Now.
5: Now. If we were to indulge for a moment in unpredictable potentialities... Yes? If this venture pays off... When? When it pays off. When you sail back into port having spun strong to gold... What then? What then?
4: Then I'll give you everything you've ever wanted.
5: I already have that, Francisco.
4: Oh, really? Everything?
5: Well... Another bottle of tequila might be nice.
4: <laughs> I'll ask Miguel for his recommendation.
5: <laughs> and a new settee? I can feel the nails in the framework on this old thing.
4: Ugh, yes.
5: And these floors? Walking across them makes more noise than the planks on that ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, and
4: what's more, Oh, we at could- this rate, uh, there will surely need to be two voyages.
5: Stop, you asked.
4: One to the Indies, and one to Spain. Spain? England has been good to us, but... Spain is where we belong. Where our family belongs. Oh, Cisco.
5: Now, you really do need to come home to us.
4: As soon as I might, I will.
5: If you want to go to that pub by the dogs with the crew, you can. I wouldn't want to keep you from the chance to be part of the celebration.
4: Nonsense, Rosa. This is where I want to be. Besides, I have another bottle of tequila hidden in the cellar.
5: Then why are you still sitting here like a toad on a stump? Fetch the bottle, camarero.
4: Right away, (laughs) signora. Hurry back,
1: Cisco. Back at the docks. The raucous shouts and laughter coming from inside the winding vine seemed to emanate from the old building like a flame of a candle. Had anyone been outside in this late hour, they might have seen a small figure in a mud spattered yellow dress scale a pile of boxes stacked against the side of the old pub and slip through a small window in the shock of the roof. If the men inside had looked to the rafters, They, too, might have seen a flash of yellow in the dim lights overhead. But the night before a long voyage was a thing of sacrosanct importance to these men, and they were too consumed with the rituals and rites of their seafaring ways to notice as Sammy settled in to watch their jollifications from above. Who is that? Those well, oh,
3: from the chandelier up there, see it swinging? Well, she's supposed to knock the down. I don't know. Cat, maybe? Well, weasel? Weasel? Could be, but. Let's it... find out, Show me. Hey! All shreds, lads! Well, use your own, mate! <laughs> <laughs> that was my fear. What'd you do that? painful!
8: Hey! Who threw that?
6: It was. Hey!
8: No one! It just up there by itself. Shatter itself against the rafters. And who will be cleaning it up? You buy them drinks to drink, not to fool around and chuck them about like a bunch of... of...
2: Sailors?
8: Oh, you watch that tongue, Marcus, or I'll be calling in your tab. Oh, no, Gwendolyn... You wouldn't do that to me, would you? I would do it with pleasure, Marcus.
1: And with interest. You hear that, lads? She has an interest in pleasuring. in <laughs> <laughs> you disgusting,
8: degenerate, low-life piece of oh,
7: Gwynny, you know I love you. All right, lads, simmer down, simmer down. we have had our fun and our lighthearted remembrances. But what a night like this needs on the eve of a voyage is... A tail. Oh, you got one, eh, hey Gibbs? Do I have one? If I trod the decks and harness the winds as long as I have and stood it with no tales to tell, what kind of sailor would I be? It was my first time at sea. I was young and green. We was just passing the Dover cliffs when a bosun's mate nurtures me. And he says, Look up yonder, pointing to the top of the cliffs he was. And he says, Do you know what that is? I says, no, what? And he says, that's Mad Mary's lighthouse. And I said... Oh,
3: not Mad Mary in her bleeding lighthouse again. What? Uh, don't spoil it for him. <laughs> We've all heard it a hundred times, Gabs. Not
7: the
6: way I tell it. Never never got himself killed in some far-off war. And she waited in the lighthouse watching for him, but he never came home. So she throws herself off the cliffs.
1: But be careful. Because she might climb aboard your ship looking for her man. So if you're
7: passing the cliffs, keep your cutlass drawn and your eyes on the railing. W- 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 why?
6: I got <laughs> <of> the fingers! <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's about how you was gonna tell it, Gibbs. Well, I mean, but the way I tell it.
3: That ain't no spook tale. It's a bleeding bedtime story. Someone's gotta have something better than that. Captain Eckert, you must have heard some in your day, or seen something yourself. <laughs>
8: No, 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 that's... I I don't traffic in such tales, the the only evil that I've ever seen. That lurks hidden in the hearts of men.
6: Um, hey, perhaps you then, Master Reuben? Anything unnatural ever happened to you? Yes, yes. In fact, I have just seen a most terrifying and unnatural sight this very moment. At the bottom of my tankard.
3: (laughs) Barney! <laughs> Someone must have something! Look at in the night on old needs and lighthouses. Heck, what about you? You've been a ship's navigator now on for 40 years, haven't you?
2: Oi, I have. 37 if we're checking a logbook.
3: Then you must know something.
2: Well, what I do know is the start. Everything a navigator needs is up there, it is. Maps, timetables, myths and legends tucked away in the constellations. Invenire, te inter interastra. Means find yourself among the stars. Latin, where is to live by? You might be on the ocean which is raging and fighting to pull you down below to the gates of AIDS itself, but one break in the clouds, one little sliver of sky, and the spray and the foam vanish. And the sea is your garden path. The night I saw you a skiff was one of those nights. The storm came on sudden. Waves, fifty and hundred feet. Bolts of lightning turning night to day and back again. And that's when I saw it. A boat, smaller than a jolly boat, was nestled down in the trough of a monstrous wave. I let out a loud shout to be heard over the wind, and a man hooked her and got her up over her side. Looked like it'd been cobbled together from the wrecks of at least a dozen other boats, all splinters and nails. And in the bottom of it lay like a man, hardly more than bones. We bent down to get a closer look at him, when like a bolt, he sat up and he let loose a spout of water from his long then... fell back. The surgeon pried open his eyes, and they'd gone all over, white and stringy, from staring directly into the sun, like as if he was meaning to burn them out. Or burn something out of them. And the storm raged on like that for two more nights. And me always watching for a break in the clouds. Three bells on the third night I finally spotted it off the port bow. Star was shining through like the face of an old friend. But I noticed... Those dead white eyes wide open staring in at a break. An horse groan past his lips as he spoke. A sanguine sunrise in the west. Its flames, a mountain's gory crest, whose shattered peak a shadow throws. Upon a reef for human bones. Storms of madness. Fog of war. Ancient evils by the score. Obscuring from a mortal sight, an island bathed in bloody light. And on he went, speaking in circles, saying words like a schoolyard rhyme. I reached out to touch his arm, but before my fingers were within an inch of him, his hand clasped my wrist. I looked down, and I saw blood up to his elbow. But then I saw, in his other hand, the surgeon's bone saw, and a scrap of the dog's apron snagged in the teeth. I made a ball away wave with scripted too tight. Then he turned back from the break in the clouds and fixed that lunatic gaze upon me. His lips parted to crack to the yellow teeth, and he said to me, I have seen it. Have you? He turned back into the break, raising his rattling voice above the roar of the sea and shouted to the sky, I have seen you. I have seen you. But you will never have me. Do you hear? Never! His mouth twisted into the devil's grin, mad with a kind of joy that I can't describe. And he turned to the crew. They stood, stock still, as if held in the same bloody grip that had me. Till a man let loose an hellish bellow and he dove toward the crew, and he was thrown back at once by tiny musket balls, shattering bone, shredding clothes. And for the second time that night, I felt the warmth of another man's blood but what was left of the man back in that absurd little boat And he would him overboard with no ceremony within the hour the storm had passed but we could find little to celebrate then or for a long time after when I look up on a clear night I still see the stars maps, timetables, constellations in the te ipsum Interastra. And I hope that's all I ever see of well, that. What I do you lads? Hey. ah, uh, that that will
8: do.
0: <sighs> Invenire te ipsum interastra. Find yourself among the stars. Find yourself <gülüyor>
3: Written and directed by Justin Jones and Natalie Jones. Sound designed and mixed by C.J. Drummler with assistant sound designer, Alison Eng. Music by Nathan Matthew David and Jeremy Lamb with additional music by C.J. Drummler. Executive produced by Cassie Josephoth. Narrated by Maria Olsen. The role of Francisco was played by Fred Cross, Rosalyn, by Odysseus Sola Sammy by Annie Kallaherka Ruben by Brian Humberto Hoyos Gibbs by Charlie Wilson Captain Eckhart by Harwood Gordon Smith by Michael Mao Marcus by Connor Dillon Willis by Connor McGiffin Gwendolyn by Sierra Allison And Hank by Daniel Van Thomas